Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. It's a very impromptu dork expedition here in Denver, Colorado. I am in the Comedy Works condo, which is uh, uh, glorious. It's glorious. I was told it was going to be, uh, I was told it was the best condo in the business. And I said, why don't you raise the bar? And they said, <laughs> no, you'll, you'll like it. And, uh, and uh, guess what? It's an apartment I would live in, so they are correct, and it is sparkling clean, which I also enjoy. Uh, let's uh, t- tell you the tell you what just happened. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro that you just heard. He sang with his wife Sarah Cohen. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos fixes my website, jackiecation.com, and Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Though David Germain is lending me his equipment uh, here in Denver so that I can get an episode out because of. Uh, it's sad times, and so I'm uh, I'm getting over it. Anyway, so here's the scoop, folks. Let's do. Uh, we've done the credits. Let's tell you that this week I am opening for Maria Bamford. She's taping her new uh, Netflix special in Los Angeles. So if you're in Los Angeles, I have a bunch of LA shows, and then I think we're going to Houston. Who knows? Uh, check JackieCation.com for my schedule. You can also buy merch on JackieCation.com. You can watch me do stand-up on videos. You can see the full schedule there. There's also a donation button. Don't use it. Don't use it. It's November. It's November and December. I always ask that you do not donate to the Dork Forest. Instead, you find a local food bank and give them the money that you were going to give me. Five bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks. Uh, Google the word food bank and the name of your town and then you will be revealed uh, a food bank. Uh, there's also a thing called feedingamerica.org. Uh, other than that, what the hell? Donate to ACLU. Anyway, so uh, in other news, uh, the uh, oh, you can still support the show by using the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com. All that is is a portal. It's just a little link, tiny link, of Amazon under the support the show uh, uh, tab or just on the main page. And it just brings you to Amazon. You order like normal. It doesn't cost you extra. The Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback. So you can do that to support the show. And other than that... I think we're good. I think I have done all the things that I needed to do. Probably not. Oh, there's premium episodes over Bandcamp if you want other live episodes. They're two bucks a pop. There'll always be a free one uh, uh, every Tuesday uh, unless I take a vacation, which I'm thinking of doing in December. Anyway, uh, who knows? But... For the love of God, let's get into the program because I think we're at a minute. David Germain, you're in you're in your own city. Yes, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> David Germain, what is the what is the name of your podcast? <laughs> the Disjointed Podcast. The Disjointed Podcast, and it's at J- Disjointed Films on Twitter. Yes. And we just recorded an episode, and it was awesome. And it was amazing. pretty yeah because you talk about the creative process and going from day job to no day job. And I, we actually managed to, I, this week. I stayed on topic instead of talking about everything else other than what I think the first 15 minutes we talked video games yes. <laughs> well, you which know is what? fine because I, I wanted to have that like a really um, uh, awesome honest conversation 
But I also know that probably you don't start off with a conversation like, all right, tell me everything, you know. Exactly. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Because I know like big video games and stuff and I really wanted to talk about video games. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do that. So are you playing any video games now? Are you currently working on a video game? 24 seven playing destiny destiny yes okay so, what's uh, your what's your console of choice uh that would be ps4 a ps4 you went you went and got it yeah you know what this is the re- okay I, I i took a break from video games uh it, it's like you know somebody's like i'm never gonna drink again and that was the better thing to say is i'm not vow. gonna drink today and i'm right. not gonna drink tomorrow i'm gonna try not to drink <laughs> one tomorrow. day at a time with the video yeah, game? exactly okay. so i was like all right, I'm not gonna. I'm, I sold my 360, right? Okay. Because the new consoles are coming out, and then I'd see these video, like of the new Metal Gear and all this other stuff, and I'm like, uh, you like first person shooters? Not really. I, anything that has a really good story is really what I like. Okay. So yeah. The, uh, the the Arkham series was absolutely phenomenal. For yeah, me. that looked amazing. Quite uh, honestly, we had it. I never played it because I knew that it would be a rabbit hole that I would never re- re- come back from. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, it kind of got to me where I was like, all right, I need to let this go because, you know, like I'm, I, I turn 41 next month. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? When I'm in my 50s, I don't know how important it is that I got every Riddler trophy in Arkham City. <laughs> so, like. Uh, try, take your triumphs where you can, man. Yeah, uh, my sweetie loves me now, but you know what I mean? Like things change. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, wait, remember back when I got all that? Where are you going? Where? where you know? <laughs> I'm still talking. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> the third Riddler one was really cool looking. All yeah, right, exactly. So. Anyway. So, no, I, I, I let it, I, I let it go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to focus on comedy. I'm going to focus on the podcast stuff, man. I'm going to be me. Okay. I'm gonna go, you know, and then you're going to look away from the screen. Yes. And then freaking Star Wars Battlefront came out and I'm like, God damn, my love for George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I heard that was pretty good, actually. It, it was it was pretty cool as far as the first, there wasn't an actual story, which is basically just death matches and shit like that. Okay. So versus it, is, it was a versus yeah. game. Okay. Yeah, for the most part. I actually part. love a button mashing versus. Oh really? I'm an old school Mortal Kombat fan. Oh. I like the five button configuration on an upright. There is a dark side to it. There is a dark side. Finish him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> The only thing that was more embarrassing was like Killer Instinct, because if you like nail an ultra oh, combo, right. you can like go across the street, get a soda, come back, and the guy's still like reeling from all yes. this. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I tried to play it because I thought it was funny. Killer uh-huh. Instinct, six button configuration, yeah. it always screwed me over. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I, like with Street Fighter Two, Chun Li was the only one, uh, only character I was fairly good at. Right, right. You know, which of course all my uh, nerdy. Guys are like, you're gonna play Chun Li, man. Is that it? Is that... <laughs> you gonna be a chick, bro? And I'm like, uh, first of all, why are you talking that way? We're all a bunch of dorks. None of <laughs> well, us are not that actually, way yet. N- none of us actually talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do an impression of my husband, and and I, it's changed over the last year and a half. And uh, and he said, yeah, I sound a lot more masculine now. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And I said, it's because my voice has gotten a little scratchier in the last year. I have no idea why. <laughs> so when I do your voice, you're, I just go with a, I just let the scratch out. Yeah, there you go. Ah. Uh, so yeah, no, I decided it was for my birthday and I'm like, you know what? You treat yourself? Is that I, what you I, said? I treated myself is what I was doing. I'm like, yeah, I walked into GameStop and I'm like, treat myself and I'm like, mm-hmm. get out. So I had to go to another store <laughs> and I, I picked up the, uh, the, the Battlefront bundle. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, cause I, I, I mean, I had a PS2, but I, I, I left that for the 360, and I was all about Xbox for the longest time. Right. And, uh, you know, and I loved all the game, like Gears of War. Like, I'm not, shooters are great, but it's the great stories that I dig. Like, Gears what of War. What is the story of Gears of War? So, it's, it doesn't, it's a different planet than, than this one, right? And 
there's this uh, bar- apparently there was wars on there before between like colonists and stuff like that, right? And there was all these monsters, uh, or the, the, the oil, or instead of oil, it's a thing called emulsion, right? Okay. And so there's like a fight over for that, but what they didn't know is that underneath the surface, there was all these, this other race of beans and all these monsters and stuff ah. that they were encroaching on. So on this thing called Immersion Day, which is basically all these holes in the uh, earth opened up and all these monsters came out and wiped out just about everything. And so it's basically about the survivor. Like humanity is always losing in every single one of these games. Okay. So it, it's really about, I mean, aside from like, uh, man, it's got a chainsaw on a gun. Like, seriously, that game practically made itself. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You ever, you ever play Burn Zombie Burn? No. It was a Steam game, I think. It oh. was, uh, it was, and it was just, it was a, a side scroller to some extent, mm. and it was endless. And your thumbs, you just, you die because you ran out of thumbs. You oh. ran out of uh, your cramp up. Yeah. And there would just be, but you could switch between like a flamethrower and a chainsaw and a shotgun and all these different weapons. And you're like, and you, it was a top down view of you shooting zombies forever. It was wow. pretty great. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I don't say I can't. I choose not to play zombie games. Yep. Uh, because my my sweetie Jenny. Uh, is death, a, she's deathly afraid of zombies. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like apparently walking around the house going, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, don't that's, do it. yeah, yeah. that's, that's gonna get a shoe chucked yeah, right on my forehead. Exactly. So. so don't do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like The Walking Dead, I'm completely ignorant about that entire series. Oh, I never, uh, I read the comics, I read the first two trades, and then oh. I was like, oh, I get it, there's still gonna be zombies. Uh, cause uh-huh. the, my, my whole thing with zombies, and I do, you you can have great stories. Like I saw Shaun of the Dead, which oh. I thought was a fascinating. Really, I love Edgar Wright stuff, man. That guy is amazing. Yeah, it was and it was an interesting examination. And then I saw some short. I don't I see a lot of zombie stuff, but I've, there's so much of it. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen different. And um, but The Walking Dead. I, there's only a couple of ways you can go with the story, right? right. In in zombie world, right? Okay. You can either the zombies either win uh-huh. and everybody dies. And then they die because they're out of food. Right. Or you find a cure for zombieism. Right. That is it. And then so you have to have compelling um, interpersonal stories. It's just a soap opera with zombies, essentially, right? right? Which is what I guess The Walking Dead has turned into, and they're doing a great job with it because people are on board, or the first couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, like... um well, I didn't have, I have hipster cable, which is basically Netflix and Hulu. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. uh, I, I have my brother's HBO Go, and then I have yeah. my other brother's Audible account. <laughs> yeah, I rarely pay for anything, guys. So the- I have my own Netflix, you guys. <laughs> and I have my own Amazon Prime. Yeah. And- so, like, they're, like, Game of Thrones, I, I didn't, like, I, the only reason I've watched even half of the first season now is because, uh, the, you know, they were on sale at Target, so. Oh, you got DVDs? Yeah, or the Blu-rays. I actually, you know, I don't want to brag here, guys. But yeah, PS4. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, our uh, PS3 has been our Blu-ray player for the last, uh, I guess 12 years. Oh, and wow. It's and it still never, and it still works. Nice. Yeah. Hey, good job, Sonny. Yeah. But it was weird. My, I had a weird curiosity for watching Game of Thrones. Like, one, I love, like, Lord of the Rings and all that other stuff, right? Great sword and sorcery stuff. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. And they're like, it's really dark. I'm like, darker than Battlestar Galactica? Because that's, that's, that's pretty That was dark. terrifying. I, Battlestar Galactica was terrifying. I could not do it. I love that series. Yeah, just because, super much tension. Oh, dude, like, especially, like, season four, like, I'm in a mess of tears at the end of every episode asking myself the question, why the Hell do I keep watching this show? Yeah, like, yeah. this is, why am I doing this to myself? But, uh, it was, I don't know, I thought it was brilliant. 
Uh, I'm going to sound like such a jerk. Uh, uh, a dork? Yeah, I was going to say. Possibly welcome to the dork forest, the I'm, safest space on the internet. I was going to say douche, but all right. Uh, <laughs> I studied, uh, I did, before I got into comedy years and years ago, I studied acting, right? Right. And the acting on, on these shows. It, was, was I supposed to be impressed by that? Is no, that, oh, not okay. at all. I That's like, why I didn't want to oh, say it. Like, oh, no, no. But, uh, no, but that, at college or is that, was that what you studied at school? Uh, it wasn't a real, it was a conservatory in New York. That's why I went there. Oh, that's uh, neat. Oh, okay, yeah. so. Uh, I didn't do anything with it, but the, uh. You build character. Yeah. That's Why what not? I did. Uh, no, I, uh, watching like actual, like really good solid acting where, you know, the point where I stop watching for like every beat and every breath and everything that they're doing. And I'm okay. Just oh, it. right. Cause you saw behind the curtain. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah. But then I go back in it again and I see all these different layers of all this stuff and I'm like, man, this is brilliant. I never, I had not seen acting like uh, that on a show. For a long time, it's, oh, you, it's Game of Thrones has that you say? Oh, uh, Battlestar. That's oh, Battlestar. Going back there you go. Years okay. Before Game of Thrones and stuff, and yeah. so that to me, uh, that kind of started where when they start doing these streaming, well, not streaming shows, these uh, like Walking Dead, like uh, anything that's on Netflix and stuff, uh, you get to see these bigger arcs of all the oh, characters. Oh, right, and of stuff. the original programming. Yeah, like okay. uh, you mentioned it in the uh, Lady Dynamite Maria Bamford show, which right. was I mean, it's weird that the first. Two minutes or just the, of that first episode, you're like, wow, this is really manic and all over the place and stuff. But then when you start wa- when you watch the whole series, or at least when I did, like, I, I'm like, oh, now I could see the beginning. I could see how everything's sporadic and all this stuff. And it, it's, it was really powerful, I thought. Yeah, I think that, that those Netflix series and, um, Amazon series and I guess YouTube has series now and, uh-huh. and everyone's doing, and you can just release them all at once, mm-hmm. which means that you can tell a whole story and you don't get notes from network is what I'm told. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to, that's supposed to be the super fun thing about it. Because hey, we noticed that uh, it was getting a little dark. Can we lighten it up? Exactly. Uh, You're like, well, dice cast, everything's going out. Uh, I hate right to tell now. you this, the story, we mean the one where everybody's dead and there's only three people alive. You want me to lighten that story up is what you're saying. Yeah. That story's never, not going to get any lighter. So yeah. we're going to just, uh, <laughs> just to suck it up, see if yeah. anybody likes it. And yeah, and they can't, and they can't can't throw ratings at you because yeah. it's it's hasn't all gone up yet. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't like, depend solely gonna, on advertising. Did you watch um the high tower? Wait, uh, man in the high castle? No, I haven't yeah. yet. I have too 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 dark for me as well. Really? You know what I'm currently uh slightly obsessed with is Supergirl. That uh, was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought like me too. I didn't watch. I'm only watching the first season mm-hmm. on uh on on Netflix right now, and yeah. I'm on episode eleven, mm-hmm. and it's she's a she's a girl scout it's yeah. great she's just a superhero she's everything that the movies are not yeah <laughs> it's just a well this is one of the things that i really dug um so i'm going to try not to bring up battlestar all the time but you can you okay. want to just talk about battlestar no 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 i was uh, as far as like female characters on shows and they're one of the things that like all the women in in my family, especially on my mom's side, are these ultra badasses, and they're very, very like. I'm really glad that the UFC wasn't around when my mom was in her 20s. She would have gone for it, and she would have like. She's Is been. Is she an athlete? No, no, oh, okay. she's just violent. Uh, oh, she, interesting, <laughs> interesting life choice. Yeah, uh, the reason why she came to this country was because she almost killed her boss, or she tried to kill her boss with a pair of scissors. From where? Uh, Mexico, Torreon, Coahuila. Okay, uh, so. Uh, yeah, she, um, her boss, she worked at a department store and this, this had to have been what, like late fifties or something. Okay. And there was one of the, the coworkers and stuff. She's eating an ice cream. She's on a break and the guy's like, Hey, get back to work. 
And uh, she's like, oh, in a second. And he slapped the, the ice cream out of her hand. He said, I said, get back to work. My mom's like, don't you do that to her. And he's like, what? Whack. Yes. Unfortunately, he didn't know that she's got uh, that she grew up in a house of four brothers and like her and my uncle Anko, they're the two alphas out of that whole entire family. Mm-hmm. So she knows how to fight. So she kind of like, excuse me, what you say to me? That's yeah. what? And so she just calmly reaches over the counter, grabs a pair of scissors and he just saw the look in her eye and he ran. He ran up to the, the she just started chasing him and all right. her friends and stuff are holding her back. So either way, she couldn't find any more, like nobody would hire her. <laughs> Like, right, because she stood up for herself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's the kind of that's the Charming. kind of uh, example that I had, right? Growing up, right. Um, so when I'd see like she the, wasn't violent when you were a child, was she? No, nah, she was. Uh, there's there's bits and there's peaks right. and valleys. Right. So, um, she, the but the whole thing was is that's the idea that I had for like strong women in my mind, right? And so when I'd see these movies, where like if there was a fight scene that looks so unbelievable, like, you could tell. Not that I'm asking for super realism in a fight in a kung fu film, but you could tell that there's not. Well, Jackie Chan, those are that's realistic and pretty awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, as far as like, um, okay, here's an example: BSG versus Stargate. Uh, what was uh, the last one? The one on the spaceship, the one with. Uh, I never watched SG1. Stargate. My brother okay. Phil has promised to come on oh. to the Dork Forest to speak only of Stargate, yes. for he loves the Stargate universe. Okay, so one of the characters, like this female, the Marine, right, who is always wearing a very tight shirt and very busty, and she's always wearing makeup. Okay. You would never see that in BSG, like all. Oh, the, interesting. So, like all the. So women, you, so you were looking for realism. <laughs> yes, I was, and I'm like, this is a show on a spaceship. Why the hell am I looking for realism? What is wrong with me? What am I doing with my life? But no, I mean. Battlestar really like characters like Laura Roslin and like the president and stuff like that. They showed. Um, it was more of a matte finish than a glossy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because it well, just kind of tones it down because then, then it looks more realistic. It looks like, because it's not quite as shiny. Yeah. And they're not this beautiful fighting machine. Yeah. Supergirl has, I th- she has makeup. I mean. Oh, well, no, not that. But the thing is what's, what's awesome about that is when she like rages out and does this, like, like she's like in the fight. Yeah. That comes off as like, okay, now I believe that she she wants to destroy this person or right. bring this person to the ground. I'm like, that's that. I love seeing that that side. Not that you know. she's a great actress, actually. Oh yeah, she's I from think, the, out here. I think little is she, bit. Oh, she a Colorado kid? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the casting on this thing is pretty exceptional. Uh, I was very good. Calista Flockhart as her boss is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing's great. The yeah, I I'm I'm on board with. Wait till you get to season two and you see the how they do Superman. I heard that they uh, big blue Boy Scout is what I heard, and it's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's great for TV. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, is what I is what, is is what I've I, I've been told. I'm looking forward to it, but the, it's not on Netflix yet. Maybe it's probably on Hulu Plus. I have my sister's Hulu Plus. I watch actually. So, you know what? I just go to the CW website. I have to deal with commercials, but we don't have cable. Oh no, internet. And oh, that you don't have to log in with any sort of anything. Nope. Oh, there you go. Nope. Well, that's kind of exciting. That's how I've been keeping up because since they took it off of Hulu, all the CW shows. Oh, did they? Yeah, so you can't watch them on Hulu now. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so the only thing Hulu's good for me now is, what, Rick and Morty and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. But, um, yeah, that, that's basically how I've been keeping up. And they've been doing pretty good. Like, the CW has really nailed the episode. Like, Flash is awesome. It's superheroes doing superhero stuff. And yeah, I haven't really- gotten into Flash yet. Uh, I've been watching some Luke Cage and um, what do you think? What do you think of Luke Cage so far? I've only seen I think six episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it. It's uh, I like uh, 
it's it's comic booky, which I enjoy because it mm-hmm. gets silly sometimes, and it's um, and I appreciate that, and it's also because it's not as dark as Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil was well because Daredevil is just a conflicted, dark character. I think right, but I I read Daredevil, okay. and uh, and he's never he's never happy, mm-hmm. and you're like, why would you bring that to a television show? But yeah. fair enough. I mean, you're doing an excellent <laughs> job, and D'Onofrio was amazing. Yeah. I've only watched the first season of of Daredevil. Oh, the way they do the Punisher is oh, I'm sure. On. Uh, the Ghost Rider on uh, on Agents of Shield is amazing. Awesome as well. Yep. Like they got it, man. And yep. they they kind of throw a little hint of um of uh, Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch possibly. So like at one point, like a leather jacket, and then there's, there's some folks are in a basement. And you see all these circus posters and stuff up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. does that mean we're gonna get a Nicolas Cage doing a cameo? Hopefully not. Uh, yeah. I'm going to root for him because I always like, come on, man. I know you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're a big Nicolas Cage fan? You like no, but oh, I, okay. just, I, I, liked, I like to see people do well is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Is that, like the Ghost Rider movie, I decided to give it another shot because it was on Hulu. And I'm like, all right, I know I really didn't like the second one, but... There the were first, two Ghost Rider movies? Yeah. I am unfamiliar with the Ghost Rider oh, movies. Man, if, I'm unfamiliar with the Ghost Rider uh, character. Andy, what, one of the pumpkins he made this year for, for Halloween was a Ghost Rider pumpkin. Oh, wow. It was pretty great. But, um, what, what do, yeah, okay, so there's two Ghost Rider movies? Yes. What? And is Nicolas Cage in them? Yep. Okay. So the idea was, Does I mean, he play the Ghost Rider? Yeah, he's, he's, okay. he's more of a ghost protractor. Oh, sorry, that was a lame. Alright, so, the idea of, um, like, I wouldn't know a Nicolas Cage impression if it hit me in the head. Okay, if Nicolas can... Cage showed up, I would not know. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't actually picture him. So I think what he's happened to you that you blocked out Nicolas Cage out of your? Brain? I don't know. I think ever since Racing with the Moon, uh, which was a movie that he did with Sean Penn in '87, well, so, you just wrote that dude off, and you're like, "Fuck this guy." I'm like, "I get it. Sorry. All right." <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to swear. Um, you can swear. Fuck oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Who cares? Cool. Cool. What was kind of, what they were trying to do with, like, it's pretty weird because this is before Netflix. This is before a lot of successful, uh, super, yeah, the nineties and stuff. So it's basically like every, like, uh, even the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, they always try to have elements of the crow in every one of these movies and stuff, right? (laughs) Oh, right. Because the crow was so powerful for people. It was for me. I was like, because I was all angsty at that time and I was like, oh, yeah. But (laughs) the, It's so tragic. Well, it was because I had somebody that passed away really close to me, so I was uh, that movie really spoke to me, and I'm like, ah, I wish I could dress up as a clown and do karate, you know. But I'm sorry if someone died, but what? Yeah. How did that affect your? What because is, because it, I saw the crow, but I remember not enjoying it. Oh, okay. So, but that's not because of anything that. The Kung Fu. I liked the Kung Fu. Right. But I didn't get it. It was before I had read any comic books. I had only okay. read Spider-Man. Right. And mostly team-ups. Right. Uh, so. And the crew, the, the comic book, or the graphic novel was pretty dark anyways. It was more poetry with a lot of violence in it than anything. Okay. And so, um, I think what it was, this is what I was feeling at the time because it's my, my dad passed away. He got sick and by the time I was like a freshman in high school. Right? Okay. And, uh, to me, every time it would, it pissed me off so much because I was going through so much stuff and so much loss. And I would, anybody who had parents, I, ha- I held a resentment towards. I, ha- I had a resentment towards anybody that was happy about anything. Oh my God. So like I was, yeah, like there's a well adjusted people. No, no, that's, school. it's uh, 14. It's 15. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So you got to uh, process it however you process yeah, it, but okay. Apparently mine was when I saw, when I saw the crow and stuff and it's like, Seeing the pain, like, uh, that Eric Draven, that character was gone through because he lost his, uh, everything was most violently taken away from him, his love and stuff. And so 
that really, really struck a chord. So I guess that for me, I'm like, oh, that movie's so great. Uh, even though. And how I, he dealt with it is he was a ninja. Yeah. Well, okay. so he, no, even worse. He was like, I'm going to play the cure. Uh, all right. I'm going to put some makeup on and guess what? I can't die. So guess who's going to get their ass kicked to the cure? Yeah. You know, the and, ass kicked to the cure. Yes, please. Yes. Like, listen, <laughs> if you were a bro dude in the eight, in the eighties or nineties, what's the most horrific way to get your ass kicked? Oh my That's, God. They're going to take you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just> gonna, <laughs> I'm going to put on <laughs> smells Yay. like that or something like that. Or, or see, was it seems okay. like heaven? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to put on disintegration and then just start going in. Which they did that in Ant-Man, which I thought was also hilarious. Which like, Oh, did they? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to disintegrate you, and it just so happens the oh, that's picks right. up. Yeah, that, that's playing. why Andy laughed. Yes. Uh, all musical references uh, almost always flow over me, uh, oh. like water. Because uh, I, I know them, uh, okay. but I don't know them. Oh. So, But I love, I love, of course, music. And mm. uh, so, so, that, so the crow led you to Ghost Rider? No, or it okay. came out because Crow was so popular, yeah. everything tried to copy it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like there was that awesome moment where, uh, okay, in the Crow, where T-Bird, the guy, his whole thing is he loved his car, right? And so he ties him to the, uh, drives him to the car, and he basically is going to have this thing explode as it flies into the river, right? Okay. So as he's doing this, and this guy's like, you can't come back, man. You can't, you can't. And he's like, you can't believe what's about to happen. And he's just pouring all of this, uh, this lighter fluid on the ground, right? As this thing explodes and he drops his, uh, T-Bird's lighter. Of course. And it does the whole flame and then the crow lands and everything and suddenly, I don't know, it was, okay, as an adult, it seems kind of, uh, oh, but it's awesome. That sounds awesome. There sounds nothing wrong with any of that. Are you kidding? Now I want to see the crow again. (laughs) Just get yourself in a good place and just realize it. And then just cure it up. Yeah, this, uh, this integration is still one of the baddest albums ever. So. <laughs> all right, that's fantastic. So Ghost so, Rider, so Ghost Rider, all these movies wanted they they wanted to keep pieces of that because that was a cool thing that seemed to resonate, I think, with the fans of that movie. So I think they were just like, all right, just keep doing the same thing over and over again, or take a piece of whatever the Tim Burton. Yeah, movie, they always you know? do that. Yeah, yeah, and it just it didn't quite. But Ghost Rider, it, what I know about him is that he has a motorcycle, but in right. Agents of Shield, he has a car. Yeah, it's a different Ghost Rider. Yeah, and uh, and then. It does the original Ghost Rider that Nicolas Cage played? What did he have? A, did he make a devil deal yes. as well? Same thing. So basically, uh, the, and by the way, if I if I screw this up, um, uh, yell at your iPod, live it up. Folks. Exactly. Go ahead. You just go on the internet and complain about it, guys. No, okay. the, so, you can email me, yeah, JackieJackieCage.com. <laughs> His dad was uh, uh, worked at you know for the circus was you know stuntman or whatever. Oh, interesting. Uh, and he was dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to save his dad. The devil comes up, is like, I could save your father and cure his cancer, uh, you know, but you have to you know sell your soul to it. So he right. does it, but then his dad dies like the next day in a motorcycle accident, even after his cancer is cured. Oh, that's because so, the devil is always tricksy like that. Like, I can't believe that he would do something like that. <laughs> That was really like, uh, that, uh, I should have read happen? the fine print. I should have put in there, or dies from motorcycle. Seeing as what, what he does for a living is He's jump over dangerous shit. For at least another 20 years, and he can't be paralyzed exactly, while he does it. He can't go all crazy conservative as soon as I get married or whatever. Or he can't have to be locked up, or he has to have a good life. For tw- you know, you, there's not enough codiciles that you can do with the devil. They're going to yeah. get you. They're going to get you. Yeah, you got the writers, man, and also, like, no buses, billboards, or, you know, mm-hmm. so. Green M&M's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so now what it was, he's supposed to be, you know, like the devil's hitman for the most part. Oh. 
but he but he breaks away because uh, the thing of the spirit of vengeance is that any time there's been a murder or any type of spirit of vengeance, the ghost rider takes over and will go and kill that person. Who murdered? It, yes. So now the ghost rider, the actual human alter ego, has to live with all these people that he's murdering that he doesn't want to. Okay. So like he is a hero, but at the same time, it's like uh, he's tortured. He is tor- he's, he's really tortured. So. Yeah. Uh, they try to play more of that up in the second movie, but it's, I get the feeling like, alright, uh. Um, Ghost Rider 1 the origin story essentially, yes. and then Ghost Rider 2 is just, like the continuation. He's on task. Yeah, he's on task, okay. but now he's really dealing with the fact he doesn't want to kill anybody, but he keeps, you know, it's, it's gotta happen. He's, right. You know, he's, there's a, there's a flaming skull in him that happens. When, <laughs> when the, so, it's kind of strange. I always got the feeling where they're like, all right, so we're going to work on the scene where you're going to really try not to kill this guy. It's going to be very difficult. Um, all right, ready to go. I want to do it in one take. Uh, okay, so I guess the one that we're doing is, all right, well, it's in the can. Let's uh, keep on going, guys. Uh, I guess we're going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like, we've got three cans of film, and that's pretty much so all So did you just got. rewatch both of them or just the second one? Just the, fir- just the first the one. The first one. And what I've been trying to do lately, and I, I ever since, like, Comedy, painting, whatever, anything creative that I've done is that I really try to find the best stuff of what they were trying to do and not to crap all over everything. Oh, to find a, a someone that like an artist that you like and mm-hmm. watch their stuff and 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 try to like what they've done. Or just to see, even let's say if I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. So like, okay, well, what were they going for? Let's see what you know. It's I oh, have a little less, analytical. Yeah, well, I, you know what? I find myself hating less stuff when I do that. So I, Yeah, if you go in hoping to... Like, I went and saw Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and it was it was great, I thought. But I go into most superhero movies going, well, I'm probably going to like this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so. yeah, I don't go in there waiting to hate stuff, man. They're like It's like, what, what, why are you guys wasting this much this amount of time in your existence? But, yeah, it's like, time and money that I, I could just not take part in it would have been fine right yeah yeah well i remember i got um i saw suicide squad which i hadn't read any of the comic books yeah me neither yeah and i enjoyed the movie okay so i thought I, i'm kind of i wasn't on board with what dc was doing but now i kind of am mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's 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 really cool and the amount of uh up until about two days ago the amount of hatred and vitriol that i saw on a post like that right that was the most like i can't believe this, everything was horrible the joker was horrible everything was horrible i'm like no everything wasn't horrible right it just wasn't what you, you wanted right, it wasn't what you wanted and you didn't yeah. like that movie yeah exactly yeah. why don't and, you walk away from that movie yeah <laughs> and uh, it turns out it's like it's like when you try to watch when you watch a movie that's been made of a book uh-huh. And you like the book so much better. Mm-hmm. Lord it's, of the Rings. Matter of fact, it's exactly that since Suicide Squad was a book. Yes. Uh, <laughs> graphic <laughs> novel and comic books. Um, yeah, I always, I always make peace with the fact that I can always go back. I can always go back and read the book. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's, and I bought, I think I bought the Lord of the Rings movies out of guilt because I like the Lord of the Rings movies if I can forget that I read the books. Yeah. Because they're excellent action films, mm-hmm. and they're gorgeous. And I've always thought that Peter Jackson got the world right. Yeah. But I didn't think he got the Hobbits right, which I, my friend Kevin Flanagan uh, believes exactly the opposite. Huh. Uh, so it's, you know what? Did you what, see the feet? How dare you? Well, that was and, great. Well, yeah, and he's not, I don't think he's grumpy about it. He just, yeah. and I was like, well, I don't have a, I don't genuinely don't have a horse in that race as far as the movies go. Yeah. I'm more than willing. Um, I, I remember being mad when I bought 
the Indiana Jones trilogy because mm-hmm. you couldn't buy the DVD, the Blu-rays separately. You had to buy them as a as a package. Oh. And I didn't want Temple of Doom. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, who cares? Don't watch. Te- you now own a, a DVD that you don't watch. You also own hundreds of other DVDs you don't watch. I remember seeing that in the theater, and I remember all my friends who saw it before me like, "Oh, wait till you see all the bugs." Wait till y'all see the bugs and stuff. The and brains were the thing that got me. Oh, yeah, that and then the whole, uh, trying to pull in some of the hard Oh, the hard thing, yeah. Oh, gosh. Parts of it were fun, I thought. Yeah. The screaming got me. I've always had a hard time when there's a lot of screaming. Like oh, when, when, when the, when, when one of the, it's usually the woman character who was screaming the whole time. Yeah. Uh, bird on a wire. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you ever saw the, uh, the much, uh, nobody even, it was, uh, what's his name from Lethal Weapon? Uh, Mel Gibson? Yeah. And Goldie Hawn. In uh, a chase movie in Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Racine, Wisconsin does not have a Chinatown. Spoiler alert. There's a Chinatown. <laughs> like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Look at this. We don't have a Chinatown. There's three Chinese restaurants and one of them, and they all it's have pudding. By Mexicans. They all have pudding. It's, uh, there's something, it's, you know, well, of course, you know, everybody's kitchen has Mexicans. Yes. You ever read that Anthony Bourdain book where he was talking about how he loves a Guatemalan or Mexican or South American, mm-hmm. Central American sous chef uh-huh. because they didn't go to CIA. Right. They will just do what he wants them to do. Yep. They will save their money and they'll open their own damn restaurant and it'll mm. be fine. The a... white guy from CIA mm. is always wants to put his own twist on it. And you're like, no, just cut him like I told you to cut him. Oh, dude, I've chased at least, if, uh, I've chased a couple of culinary, uh, people out of my restaurants when I was managing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fiddle and diddle? No, it was, well, it was fiddle and diddle or no? Well, this is the thing is it like, um, uh, Okay, when people talk about like, you know, flipping burgers doesn't, it shouldn't be worth 15 bucks an hour. I'm like, have you ever had to deal with 40 tickets coming through in about five minutes and trying to get all that food out? Yeah. Because if you can do that and not lose your, not lose your shit, yes, that is absolutely worth 15 bucks. Yeah, because it is, it is a temper tantrum waiting to happen. Oh yeah, exactly. And so you still have to get all this stuff out there, right? So there's a lot of these guys, uh, that, and by the way, not everybody that goes to culinary school. Is not all this. culinary students, yeah. you guys. Hashtag, not, 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 not all. Right? Okay. But, uh, if you haven't worked in a restaurant before and you go, you just go to a culinary school and then you want to go, okay, oh, I'm going right. to be a chef. I'm like, no, <laughs> okay, cool. That's a great degree. The dish room is that way. Yeah. Let's and see how you handle work your that. way up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cause you're going to need you clean a... silverware any minute now. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know how you got to cut? How are you on prep? You know, and so my first day job was, uh, in high school was a, uh, was a, as a dishwasher. Yeah. And, uh, which holy, that job sucks. Oh my God. You are soaking wet and you smell like a French fry. Even <laughs> if you don't sell French fries, <laughs> I don't know how that even happens. <laughs> so yeah, there was this one dude who was like, you know, he was basically critiquing everything on the menu and I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm like, it's dude, we sell burgers here. I sell overpriced burgers. I charge $4 for a bottle, for a bottle of water. That's what we do here, all right? right? If you want something else. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, um, well, you know, this is, we would absolutely not do this. Like, all right, cool. Well, let's see as soon as it starts getting busy. And I'm like, I'm showing him how we want to do the burgers and everything. And uh, it just isn't for, it isn't yeah, for everybody. He's doing that. And then he just starts breaking down. He's like, well, these servers need to stop. They, they're just, they're waiting, they're putting all their orders in at once, and they always just wanted to go out into the restaurant like, hey everybody, could you guys stop being hungry for a second? Because my cook can't keep up with the shit. So can you guys stop asking for stuff? Right. No, they said no way. Either work faster or get the hell out, you know? Well, and, well it's, I mean, it's, it's such a job that isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, my sister's an amazing cook. Oh yeah. And she got a job, um, as, 
just, I think just line cook, uh, at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she learned within the first four to six months that it was not a job for her. Mm-hmm. And she had to, it was a hard blow, you yeah. know, because you study and you work so hard to learn how to do these things. And you're like, well, I'm really good at it. And you're like, well, you know, your loved ones are going to be psyched yeah. because you're going to cook the greatest meals in the world, but you're not going to have a restaurant. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, kind of what we were talking about in the other podcast. Not everything has to be uh, successful. Disjointed films on Twitter. Yes, thank you, David uh, Germain. <laughs> the uh, just because you love to cook doesn't necessarily mean you have to open up a restaurant, have a chain, and have a whole thing across the country. It just right. means you can enjoy cooking. Right. You know. Uh, so yeah, take the pleasure from the thing. Yes, yeah. is what we were talking about, and and be psyched that you like to do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's its own. Reward. Yeah, but the end of the story was I had a couple of trips to HR. Apparently, I'm not, you know. Oh like, right, you can't fire people like that. No, I didn't. I, I couldn't because it's the, the, it was a, the the airport and all the call, the people who work for the for the company. They had a union, which is super rare in Arizona, mm-hmm. and so it's not like I could go and just fire people and stuff. You have to do right amount. But there are, you know, they kept started calling out more and more, you know. And then eventually they're like, oh, this job isn't for me. And I'm like, yeah, well, you called out on a Sunday, so you're officially dead to me. So, right. like, um, so be it. Which ironically, the, the one book job that I got that mm-hmm. was on, uh, that was on TV was as a chef. <laughs> oh, as an actor? Yeah. Oh, cool. On what yeah. show? Uh, it was a, uh, if you like crappy reality shows, it was called Mystery Diners. Mystery Diners. Yeah. On so, like the Food Network or something? Or? Yeah. Nice. So one of the reasons why I got so much hate mail from that was... Uh, you got hate mail from it? Well, I was a bad guy. Oh, you were the bad guy? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I got to like... Yeah, like but at least you generated mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every now, every now and then you're like, you're a piece of crap. You belong, you do, you know, you belong in jail and stuff. I'm like, hey, yeah. all right. Well, I hope I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I'm Thanks. glad you enjoyed my acting. Yeah. It turns out I am not that human. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That is a character that has been written for me. Exactly. Uh, this thing was like, what, six years ago or something? Yeah. That's where... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was ironic. I'm like, I'm not going to be a restaurant manager. I'm going to be do what I train to. I'm going to play a yeah, restaurant but, manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am a restaurant manager yeah. in real life. I yeah, mean. exactly. Yeah. So I don't I have no idea how we got on this topic. By the way, well, we started with Ghost Rider, which obviously that's a certain. I level think we started of with Gears of Metal, Metal Gear, or something. Oh, Gears of War, yes. Gears of War. You yeah, were going to tell me the plot of it. Gun. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so either way, they kill a bunch of stuff. <laughs> This what are you playing dude. now? I think that was the genuinely oh, the yes. first question. That's, hello, that's where this started. And then apparently we got off on this whole other... It's, it's I, fine. 40 minutes later. Let's talk about the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the thing we were going to talk about. So, yeah. Uh, they were talking about, oh, yes, and also about like video games. And when, I think when Western uh, programmers, they started putting way more into story as opposed to just the action and stuff like... There's these really touching moments, like in Gears of War, where your best friend Dom, because you're always playing with uh, another person. Like an right? AI? Just a- no, no, it's just best friend. Like, there's Marcus Phoenix, who's he's a really tough you guy. You play one guy, but yeah. you're not online, right? It's not no, a buddy. No, no. It's, it, it's an AI. It's an yeah, artificial. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So you're kind of, there's always, you know, the character, the story's always, it's not like play, play, play. Here's a bit of story. It's constantly developing through the game. Oh, okay. So uh, he's looking, in the first game, he's looking for his wife. Uh, your best friend and stuff. Well, like I was like a side thing, but you never find her. And then he thinks that he knows where uh, she is. 
Turns out these evil monsters weren't just killing humans. They were also using them for labor and torturing them. Sure. And so when he finally finds his wife, like, oh, this this heartbreaking scene, he <laughs> frees her out of the, this cage. And uh, he sees, like, his wife and when he's imagining, like, he's holding her and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm here for you now. And then the character you play, Marcus, was like, Dom, Dom. And then he... He sees his wife, but he doesn't see how she really is, that her most of her hair is gone, her eyes, she's been tortured so much. Yeah, yeah. Her brain is gone. Yeah, yeah. And she's just kind of, she can't oh, even Planet speak. of the Apes. Yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, man. And Put a just, bullet in her. Yeah, it's exactly. Because it's Gears of Metal. It's Gears of War. We got to yeah. fire up the chainsaw. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Just play it, guys. Just, it's probably on the greatest hits. It's not expensive. Just do it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That, that scene in, in Planet of the Apes haunted me from when I was seven when I saw it. I'm so, gonna, a geek confession is that I've never seen Planet of the Apes. I've only seen one of the new, newer movies. Oh, one of the newer ones? Yeah. Yeah. Which that's also fine. explains why I didn't hate the Tim Burton movie as much as everybody else did, but I was Right, because you didn't have a horse in that race. Right. I, yeah, I think I saw the G.I. Joe movies and I didn't, I had never seen the TV show, so I was like, oh, that's totally fine. I'm not missing anything on that. And it was, uh, it, I enjoyed just, the G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> they could have just been playing commercials and having like The Rock playing with toy tanks. It would have been the exact I saw same there's thing. a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie coming yeah, out and I was like, still not dead. What do you guys doing? What are you guys, what are you guys, just a money, just printing money? What are you, what, what's going on? Pretty much. That's what yeah. Disney does now. Like, yeah, yeah. They don't really need to yeah. <laughs> with uh, the pirates. They could stick with what the, the rest of the Yeah, team, apparently but, they could okay. put Johnny Depp in anything and you just have him standing there eating an ice cream and eventually everybody Everybody's will pay money board. for it. That does sound fascinating. <laughs> Gilbert Grape. I didn't he eat ice cream in Gilbert Grape? <laughs> and, oh. uh, I, I don't know that he did. I can't remember. <laughs> are you reading anything good? I am not. I've been, right. I mean, most of the stuff that I've been really like putting as far as like gathering information is all through podcasts. Oh, right. So, uh, aside from when I'm not listening to the Dork Forest. Or Thank you very much. Listening to my own voice because I'm that egotistical. Okay. Uh, uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history has been like super amazing. Oh, yeah. I heard about that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, because I mean, you, you could pay for some of his episodes, but he always puts a couple up uh, for free, and they're like basically audiobooks. They're like three to four hours. And oh wow, I used to drive a cab in Phoenix, so a podcast where yeah, I yeah. didn't veer off the road. Uh, so yeah. the one on World War uh, Blueprint for Armageddon, which is absolutely fascinating uh, about World War One from mm-hmm. you know 1914 to 19, I believe. And uh, if anything, I highly recommend it because then you start to sound like you know what you're talking about, guys. When they right, because hardcore history, it's it's a lot of. Um... History. Yes. Have you ever ever listened to The Dollop? No. That's uh, Dave Anthony's uh, podcast where he takes something historical or something uh, very, very specific and then uh, dives into the minutiae of it. Mm. And uh, I understand it's great. I uh, sadly do not listen to podcasts. (laughs) I only have two podcasts. I don't listen to any podcasts. I listen to some books on tape sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think what's what's kind of interesting about it is a new way to uh, to put information in your skull, right? Like, I think... I and it's a nice much, conversation. Yeah, and I forgot how much I love learning about stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know? yeah. So the uh, what was so strange is uh, that the okay. I remember when I was driving a cab, there was a series he does called Wrath of the Khans about the Mongolian Empire. Okay. And so, like growing up at, at, in school, you would think that Adolf Hitler would be the most destructive person in in, in history, and he's practically a Boy Scout compared to Genghis Khan. 
Right. Like the amount of horrific stuff that they did on horseback, you know, just, you know, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And so either way, I'm listening to this and uh, I'm picking up uh, uh, somebody who's going to a doctor's appointment. She was like, I think we're living in the most violent times in human history. I'm like, <laughs> I actually disagree on that. You see, <laughs> and because it, it helped bring perspective and stuff like granted, everything is is messed up. And everybody's in shock right now. Yeah. But I think the more that everybody actually looks back and see these different trends of what's going on in history and like humanity in general, then like, oh, a lot of that starts to make well, yeah, sense. Yeah, governments and empires fall and everybody, everybody keeps, something can, can, continues. I mean, there's nothing, there, there's no way to, who was it, uh, was it George Carlin? Yeah, he does that joke about how people, environmentalists are always saying we're killing the earth. And he's like, you can't kill the earth. Mm-hmm. You can piss the earth off so it kills you. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, that was the premise. It was a great bit. But, um, it, yeah, I've absolutely never wanted to live through interesting historical times. Uh, uh, uh I've wanted to live through seriously boring times. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then just read about history. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, make so, things much safer. And then dream about time travel to go visit it like some sort of weird white lady thing right. where you're like, oh, let's go back in time and look at it and maybe wear a fancy dress and then get out when there's trouble. <laughs> and, uh, but no, no, we're going to have to rise to the occasion, it turns out. Yes. And, uh, white lady meat shield coming out. Yeah. So. Whatever. Uh, one of the one of the things that was really interesting, I mean, something that came to mind about, uh, I think it was on the first episode of Blueprint for Armageddon, if you guys want to reference. He's talking about the first year of World War, uh, Dan Carlin is talking about the first year of World War One, And it was talking about the propaganda that um, that Britain and France is using versus what Germany is using. And he quoted, he quotes from all different sources of material. And this one happened to be Mein Kampf, right? Okay. So, uh, and he said, uh, Hillary, World War One? Didn't he write it in the thirties? No, yes, but I mean, he's, this is what he would go talking about the okay. propaganda. Hitler's talking about the propaganda of World War One. Oh, I see. And he said the mistake where Germany made is that we, uh, they chose to portray England and, uh, the opposing armies as a bunch of buffoons and as weak. Right. And, uh, and Britain is like, look at the bloodthirsty Huns and they're killing all these kids and all this other stuff, yeah. right? Their propaganda was way more effective. Because once they had Germany actually got in the battle and stuff, these people like they're not buffoons. They're not. These are all right. Kids. Right. Everybody's and, like, and they were ill prepared. Right. Exactly. Yes. So it reminded me a little bit as far as what the uh, the election is that the 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 narrative and stuff is what every. I think this is one of the reasons why I was so shocked is that why were they they were blind. I think everybody was blindsided because we're all in this bubble, you know. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Uh, should we talk about this or no? You can talk about whatever you want. Okay. It's your hour, man. Thanks. Uh, it's, uh, you do whatever you want to dork out about. Oh yeah. Uh, the the coming. The yeah. It's it's yeah. We kept calling him stupid, uh-huh. and he isn't stupid. Uh, Donald Trump, a mm-hmm. name that I am okay never saying again. Okay. But um, he is. He's an amazing pitch man. Is what yeah. he is, and he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He has revealed a, a schism that has been here forever yep. that now we're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if I can, I, what I've just, what I decided this morning was that, cause I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now's not the time to be tired, Jackie. Yeah. Cause uh, you can't be tired. Now's mm-hmm. not, and throwing money at it didn't help donating my hundreds of dollars to the, to the campaign that I did in mm-hmm. the ACLU, but that it doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. but it's, it, what I need to do is I need to get off my lazy white ass and go volunteer locally mm-hmm. at 
whatever, at a food bank, at a runaway shelter, at a women's shelter, at something mm-hmm. very local mm-hmm. and uh, in a way that will make a difference to the people in front of me. And Solomon Giorgio said the other night, are you familiar with his stand-up? I am not, unfortunately. He is uh, a delight. He is uh, a very uh, beautiful black man, as he would call himself. He is, his parents immigrated here from Ethiopia when he was 12. Okay. And he's uh, a tall, beautiful gay man mm-hmm. who's black, and so he is a waiter in West Hollywood. Okay. He did that joke on Conan. Nah, better, of course. <laughs> and, uh, but he, there, I saw him, he was like, stop looking at the news. Stop yeah. watching cable news. Read your news. Keep it in in tiny chunks. Mm-hmm. Don't go to cable news at all mm-hmm. because it's a twenty four hour shit show. Yeah, and and talk to the people around you. Look yeah. at the people. Look away from the damn screen. I think Russell Brand uh, mentioned it. Uh, it. It was a great term. I thought it was like I think everybody's addicted to emotional porn. And I, I think, and why wouldn't we be? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's the basis form of it, and that's part of what I mean. Obviously, yeah. like, okay, like Law and Order SVU, like oh, this you know, this kid's puppy just got molested by a clown, dun dun, and like yep. what? I can't believe and it's those things are designed to get you riled up, right? Yes. Because it's it's just, just and and we've created all this fear, mm-hmm. and nobody's created like the next step. They're like, this is you should vote for Hillary because this is going to be a, a disaster, a disaster, a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then the disaster happens mm-hmm. and nobody has a plan. Yeah. You know what? Actually, now that I'm I was I just completely lost my whole train of thought and stuff and I think <laughs> talk, point, talk about something happy. Talk about something you like. Okay. Well, you ever play this game where you kill a bunch of now? Uh, let's see. I was going to go back to Gears of War. Sorry. Yeah. No. Well, are, what do you are you playing Gears of War now? No, no, no. What are you I, playing now? Pretty much, you know what, I spent... Uh, you bought like about, a PS4, for God's sakes. Yes, and I will say, okay, I'm about to well, uh, switch. Have you seen a new style of games? It's kind of like a point-and-click where it's just mysteries. There's no combat or anything involved. Like there was this On gr- PS4? Yeah, there was one I played called Gone Home. Uh, Gone Home. Yeah? And it seems like it's going to be a creepy game, and it is, because it's like you... The uh, story is, is that you come back from, uh, from spending three months or six months in Spain... Mm-hmm. And uh, your family's moved to a new house, you know, in somewhere in Oregon, and it's kind of the middle of nowhere, but nobody's home. And okay. you kind of have to like it's so it's like a dollhouse kind of thing. Yeah, it's like this big, huge, yeah, but like, life size, obviously, right? Right. And you try to piece together what was going on, like where is everybody? Oh, you know what? I did hear about this yeah. this game. Brock Wilbur. Wilbur, I think, was telling me about it. Yeah, it's, it sounds spooky as all hell. Yeah, and then so for a while, I'm like, "There's no monsters coming out of anywhere." All right, just go and then and just figure out what and this just figure is. the stuff out. And it was this really beautiful story about it's puzzly. The, yes. Okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, I won't. Uh, yeah, don't ruin it. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't don't spoiler it. So, gone home like, is good. Once is, again, is that you on ruined PS4? the dark forest, Dave. Why did you <laughs> do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not here to ruin the dark forest. No, and, uh, and it's a new one, so don't. Yeah, leave it alone. You can yeah. you can ruin. Gears or whatever, because it came out in the 12th century. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but the so what about um, so that's one of the ones you've played. Are you playing anything on your phone? Are you playing anything on your? You know what? I was really into uh, uh, to Old Republic or the, What's nice... the oh, that's the Star Wars. Yeah, one, right? Star yeah. Wars one. And then you know, like I take breaks from it after a while. I'm like, I should probably go out and do a mic. It's you know, let's let's probably get more use of my time. Rather yeah, yeah. Than sitting at home. But is it also PS4? Uh, no, I just use our computer on a PC. A PC game. Yes, okay. exactly. And then uh, I was kind of getting excited for uh, for the next expansion, and it was such a heartbreaking freaking like movie that they put out. And I'm like, I don't think I should play this. This is I need. 
this seems really, really rough. I don't need this in my life. Oh, the Rogue One looks great, though. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one, I'm so, yeah. I'm super psyched about that one. Yeah, that one's, that one looks good. Um, I like Doctor Strange a lot. And then, um, because I've, I've read some Doctor Strange because I've always been fascinated with that character. Mm-hmm. There was something Mark Wade wrote about four years ago that, is not, I read an article, very powerful article, telling me what, what Doctor Strange to read before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't on there, which mm-hmm. was weird because it was essentially about how he had lost his powers. Cause that's one of the things you have to do mm-hmm. with that. Cause he's so powerful. He's kind yeah. of like Superman. Yeah. That the only way to make it interesting is for him to lose his powers and to get his ego back and didn't try to figure out his own shit. And, uh, so somebody took his wardrobe. Now he's pissed off. Exactly. He like, Cape. Yeah. And, uh, so the, uh, but what's funny is, um, is it, it was, it was such a good one. It was just about him dating this woman. Mm. And so that was my first. And then, uh, my buddy Lee or, or is Andy, one of Andy's best friends gave me the omnibus, mm. the Dr. Strange omnibus from the seventies, eighties and nineties, right. but it was all in black and white and it was super dense. Mm. And I started reading comic books in 2003 or four Okay. when I met Andy again, again, I started cause I'd only read them in high school. I think I was mentioning. And, right. um, and then I started again in 2003, 2004. And so I'm used to a certain kind of art. Okay. And it's, it's just different from, from the, from the omnibus of the, of the pack. Did you read comic books ever? I did. I was, uh, well, let's see, as an awkward, angry teenager, the X-Men was really, really big because. In the nineties? Yes. Yeah. So see. the Jim Lee run, Executioner okay. song, that stuff, that's when I really got into it. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, I can't afford comics anymore. So no, no. That's when, yeah, I stopped, yeah. that's when I stopped reading. That's when you have to, that's, I mean, it's such a commitment. And now, but now you can do comicsology and I think it's only like a hundred bucks a year. Oh, really? And, yeah. And you get, huh. you can get everything. I have a friend of mine who doesn't, he, he he's broke. He can't even do that. So he just <laughs> reads, he keeps up on the storylines mm-hmm. by reading the summations. It's oh. sort of like following like TV without pity mm-hmm. and just watching like, Oh, what happened on, uh, you know, Walking Dead this week? It was sort of a walkthrough kind of situation. So are you doing any shows this week? I, I am not. I have, uh, I was going to say if, uh, I was going to ask one more thing about oh, yeah. it. First. Did you see, uh, what'd you think of the tick pilot? I have not seen the tick pilot. I really, really liked it. Oh, good. Yeah. It's awesome. not super as funny, but it's more kind of true to the comic and stuff. And it's, it's, I don't know. I like the old comic. I like the old, uh, uh, Ninja Turtle comic too, the, yeah. the initial one, the Eastman Laird, mm-hmm. and uh, so the, it was just it was just more character driven. I thought it was kind of nice. Is the new Tick kind of character driven? Or? Yeah, a lot more because it's about like uh, they, you know, the villain, the terror, you know, like you, it was all ideas that Spoon. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, well, it's kind of weird because it doesn't quite make sense of whether or not that the Tick is like a. Uh, uh, that Arthur created him in his imagination or whatnot. He can't. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Don't let, let everybody watch it. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah. But you recommend that? Yes. Okay. And All it right. just came out. Uh, yeah, it's been on. It's on Amazon Prime. So oh, fair it's enough. Like, it's one of those things. If you really like it, I guess the more we watch it, then like, hey, then they'll well, make another one. Yes. Okay. So it's All a right. pilot right now. So definitely check it out. Guys. So there's just one episode on Amazon Prime. Okay. Yes. And so you're not working this week. You're not going up. Not not this week. Now I got some more. I got day job stuff. Okay. Fair enough. What so, is your day job? Uh, I work at a, I'm a bartender. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Well, steady work, man. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I would it's, mention where it is, but in case I don't want to say anything that's going to, you know, like, hey. Well, if you're in Denver and, uh, you yeah, can. look around for it. Just look for this dude with a beard. Look which for is David good. Germain. Yeah. You can find him. Uh, what's your Twitter? Uh, at Disjointed Films. At Disjointed Films. And the podcast is called Disjointed. The Disjointed Podcast. The Disjointed Podcast. And, um, 
It's actually been great. It's a great episode of The Dork Forest, yeah. and uh, thank you so much for doing it. Oh, thank you so much no, for having me. Thank you so me. much for recording it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and, the least I could do, yes. Yeah, and, and I will see you uh, probably at the Comedy Works on Sunday, I guess. Absolutely. Right? Thanks for listening, everybody, and you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we, you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?